0: Welcome to the Monday Morning Show. We're your hosts, Ryan G. Hensley, Grant L. Cohn. Uh, my office is out of commission for the moment. I'll be back in a few days, so I'm up here. How you doing, Ryan?
1: I'm doing fantastic, man. Not as good as that haircut, but I'm doing pretty good.
0: It's mean haircut, man. Shout out to the dude at uh, Montclair Barbershop Looking in sharp. Oakland. Looking sharp. We're going to talk about tonight's game. We're not going to overlook tonight's game, but we watched Philly last night. Hmm. and um I don't know what you thought was going to happen in that game. I had a feeling Philly was going to kind of expose the Dolphins because they're just so much more physical than Miami. And uh, I think Niner fans may be looking at the Eagles a little bit more differently. Like, that's a team that's really physically imposing. So before we get to the Vikings, I think the Eagles are on a lot of Niner fans' minds. Can the Niners' O-line stop the Eagles' Eagles D-line? Because they couldn't in the NFC Championship game.
1: I mean, what's really changed? They, I think they got a little younger, maybe a little better, honestly. And the 49ers went from McGlinchey to McKibbets, which might be a slight upgrade, but I don't know if it's enough. Yeah, I was, I was concerned about that. I, I'm not one of the 49ers fans that thinks that the 49ers win that game. It brought pretty states healthy. I don't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. I see the 49ers got uh, dominant on both sides of the trenches the O line and the D line. Their O line on the Eagles remains ridiculous. And then the D line yeah. does as well. So I think these 49ers are going to have. They're hands full. Kyle's going to have to scheme up the protection. He's going to have to prioritize it against this Eagles team on December 3rd. And I think that was clear to me watching them last night. Yeah, the Eagles
0: are legit, man. Yeah, and I think it's it's just, they're a tough matchup for the 49ers because they can beat the Niners in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And it's really hard to win a game when you're losing in the trenches on both sides of the ball. It's really hard to win that game. And it's like, yeah, the Niners have weapons that the eagles can't necessarily cover but if you're just getting blown up at the line of scrimmage it doesn't really matter as we saw last year so that i mean that eagles team isn't even playing its best football but it's still so talented and tough and, and big and strong
1: Yeah, i, I mean, don't know look the 49ers, what they did to
0: miami they made yeah. miami look like jv
1: yeah i mean miami's defense <clears throat> even though they got big fongio he's not their players are not really up to par. I think that's what they're working on. They'll probably develop it over the next couple of years. But like, you know, the 49ers like to play bully ball on offense and defense. And the Eagles are a team that are a little bit bigger bully. I feel like, uh, especially in the trenches. I mean, we saw the Browns defense. That's a bully defense, right? The 49ers like to play bully ball, but then they went up against the Browns. That's a bully defense. And the Eagles got a bully offensive line. They got a bully defensive line. And so it's kind of interesting, man. It feels like they're, you know, not as nice to play bully ball, but the Eagles are the bigger bully on on, on the campus, you know? So uh, it's going to be tough. I really think Kyle's going to really have to dial up this game in order to compete.
0: Yeah, and it's like what I like about Philly or what I respect about Philly is that they don't seem to do that much schematically. They're not trying to trick you. They're not trying to find, like, cool ways to get 40-yard plays. They're just relentlessly getting six, seven yards of play. I mean, their run game, their pass game, like a lot of short throws, but like, it seems like even so when it's down. third down, they're going to find a way to get it to fourth and one and then convert. Yeah. They're just relentless. Yeah. And well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Jalen Hurts has like what a, a knee thing. We'll see if he can make it through the season, but. Yeah. It's a
1: horrible, horrible play call. I think it was the first drive of the game. They were like what was it, I don't know, The third and 10 uh, from like the 15 or something like that, and they dial up a run play for the quarterback, just stupid. I didn't understand that part. But in general, what the Eagles will do is they just wear you down, both sides of the yeah. ball. they just out-physical. You and impose their will, and
0: it's really going to be a tough matchup for the 49ers on December 3rd. Yeah, I, it, they're lucky they're not playing the Eagles this week Yeah, because this current version of the 49ers would not beat. With no Trent? Yeah, no Trent, no Debo. No. All right, so let's let's talk about what you think is going to happen in this game. Well, let's go now. Nah, let's go Debo, no Debo, no Trent. How about that? That's a better transition. All no right. Debo, most likely no Trent. No win, no service. What's going to happen? <laughs> no Debo. Uh,
1: I mean, I guess CMC's playing is what they're saying. I was hoping that was a bluff, and they were going to actually at the end be like, no, nah, he's not playing. We're just joking. But it sounds like they're going to play CMC. Maybe he's on a pitch count. I don't know. Uh, but if, if CMC is there, you can get by with no Debo. You're going to see a lot more Jawan Jennings on passing downs. You're going to see a lot more Ray Ray on running downs. But no no Debo, it's, it's not the biggest deal. The 49ers, unfortunately, have gotten used to playing without Debo. He's been injured quite a bit over the last year or so. But with no Trent, that's different, right? Like Now, I'm not very concerned about this Vikings defense outside of one player, Daniil Hunter. But with no Trent, man, I mean, what is that going to do? It's not just pass protection, it's the run game. Like they're used to running off of Trent to the left yeah. side. No Trent, yeah. wins. are they going to do that with Jalen Moore? Are we what are they going to do? Are they going to attack the, A-Gaps more the middle? I'm not That's sure. That's what I would
0: expect. I mean, it seems like no Trent, no Debo, limited Christian. And it's like Christian's best runs are to the outside. Yeah, you don't have Trent Williams to do that anymore. So if you want, if you want to run between the tackles with a fully healthy running back, you got this guy on your team named Jordan Mason. I, Kyle may not know who he is, but he's averaging almost six yards of carry. Yeah. It seems to me that he'd be perfect for this game uh, because you don't, you may not have that outside running game. You might need to go between the tackles in the A gap, the B gap. He can do that. That's what Jordan yes. Mason does.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like, though, they're going to roll with Elijah Mitchell over Jordan Mason. So what, what is Jordan Mason going to be the third back today? CMC's playing. So you got CMC, and then Kyle has Elijah Mitchell, and then what is Jordan Mason third running back? Are we even going to see Jordan Mason that much tonight? Y'all don't understand it, man. Jordan Mason, I feel like maybe it's the preseason thing. We saw him fumble in training camp for preseason a lot, and it's still in his head. I don't know. Uh, and maybe that's why he doesn't play Ronnie Bell that much, because Ronnie Bill caused two interceptions in the preseason. Maybe it's mm. because they're young, but I, I really feel like Jordan Mason is head and shoulders above Elijah Mitchell. He's the best runner between the tackles on the team, in my opinion. And if they're going to do that, I think that's a great plan. Right. Like stick, keep it on the ground, run it down their throats through the middle. You got no Trent Williams. Run behind Banks, you know, maybe a little Burford, Brindell Like just run it up the middle, up the gut. I think that's the best plan. Kurt Warner or excuse me, Kurt Cousins is going to be throwing the ball 45, 50 times tonight. So the best way to to beat him, honestly, is just keep the ball out of his hands and run the ball, play the possession game. And I, th- I think
0: that's what we'll see tonight. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens to the run game without Trent. I mean, like, I feel like the, the loss of Trent Williams is the key here. Yeah. No Debo. Okay. Like, they've won without Debo before. Debo hasn't been a dominant player in a couple of seasons. Yeah. But no Trent. I you think. go from Trent to Jalen Moore. Okay, so the outside uh, runs to the left aren't going to be nearly as effective. And then when it comes to pass plays, the Vikings blitz more than any team. And you got to back up left tackle, make it a six-career start. Man, they're going to be bringing pressure off that side. So he's going to have to communicate, make good decisions all night. One mistake could ruin the game. So all eyes on Jalen Moore in this one. Who, who do if you the have? The miners lose. Well, we'll get to that another time.
1: Who do you have running? Who gets the most touches in the run game and who gets the most yards? McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. You think he gets the most yards?
0: No. Mason gets either. the most yards.
1: What about Elijah Mitchell? How does Elijah Mitchell perform tonight? Sounds like this is his coming out is party week? for 2023.
0: Is this is Okay. Well, we'll see. He'll get a shot.
1: Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't shown much since I, – I was thinking about it, man. I, I need to check it out. I need to go look at the statistics. But when was the last time Elijah Mitchell had a complete, full, good game? Last year. Beginning of the season, last maybe? Last
0: year. Last year, I want to say. He was in good shape last year when he did play. It's
1: been a long time.
0: that didn't last long. Jermaine Pickett, been a member for 25 months. Thank you, Jermaine. Dave Barkley says, gave Kyle flowers, and he still chokes. Man, <laughs> the Niners made the Browns look so tough. And then the freaking Colts put up like 38 on him. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's strange.
1: Yeah, that with uh, with Gardner Minshew at quarterback.
0: Yeah, Gardner. <laughs> yeah. Is, it a, is it a mistake to play Christian McCaffrey in this game against the Vikings? Considering I mean, it feel, he's not 100% healthy.
1: It feels like it. And we'll yeah. see. We'll see. But it feels like it because what does he have a slight tear and his oblique, right, and the muscles in his oblique? What if that slight tear becomes a bigger tear? Knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But it just it seems... I mean, I, I, with Trent Williams gone, I could kind of understand, okay, now there's a little bit of a need for... I thought Trent Williams was going to play. The fact that Trent Williams isn't playing, okay, that, that makes things a little different. You might need CMC. That creates more urgency of playing CMC, but what I'm hoping is on some kind of pitch count. It just feels like a mistake. It, you know, it's only a mistake if something bad happens, and hopefully that doesn't happen, um, but I feel like this the smart play is to just rest CMC. Let him get 100% before you throw him out there and risk something else happening to him uh it, it feels like one hopefully it's not we'll know more after the game but you know it'd be awful if we see cmc go out there run the ball a couple of times and he has to sit out the rest of the game because now he's in a lot of pain or something like that i just really hope that's not what happens uh we'll see man i really wish it was just jordan mason george kittles night brandon iuk's night that's what i wish we we get to see tonight but i don't I, I don't know i have a feeling kittle's gonna have a good game and ba's gonna have a good game but the CMC stuff, man. I really wish it was Jordan Mason we were seeing tonight. Honestly,
0: yeah, agree.
1: Um, Especially if they're running the A gaps, Grant, because CMC—that's not his strength,
0: and that's more dangerous. Like if if Debo were playing, would Christian McCaffrey play in this game? Let's say Debo were 100 healthy. Would they? To me, I feel like they give—they say take a week, Christian. And maybe I'm wrong, but if if that's the case, it seems like they're like, hey, man, we need Christian to win this game which is a a scary place to be. You need to play your injured running back with a slightly torn oblique to beat the Vikings because you don't have Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Seems scary. seems like you would sit him if you could. It's freaking October. You're five and one. And it's the Vikings. They're two and four. But I think the fact that McCaffrey, I mean, clearly he wants to play, but I think the Niners want him to play too. And the fact that they want him to play doesn't, I mean, I'm picking the Niners to win. But they just feel like they're lacking confidence without a couple of their guys. This move here, this whole playing McCaffrey thing is not a confident move to me. It's desperate.
1: Kyle has a CMC addiction. He needs to go to CMC Anonymous. Like he really just he just he's in love with Christian McCaffrey. And I think it's so easy for him because Christian McCaffrey's so talented, and he can do so many things that he's just all in on Christian McCaffrey, everything. So I don't know, even if Debo was playing, I don't know if they would rest CMC on us. I don't think that's what Kyle would, would do. I, I think he's just going all in, crossing his fingers. the CMC lasts the season? And I am too. Hopefully he does. But Kyle's just really CMC dependent right now. He needs another. I don't know why
0: why Kyle Shanahan like changed the way he started using Christian McCaffrey. Last year they gave him like 14, 15 carries a game, which I think is kind of perfect. I mean, even in the playoffs, he had 15 carries against Seattle, 10 against ten carries against Dallas, and 15 against Philly. Then this year, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, 22, 20, 18, 20, 19. Like, what? Why? Why, why is he suddenly getting Barry Sanders touches? I don't understand that. He's, he did that one year in, in Carolina and spent the next two years pretty much on the sideline in the trainer's office injured. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I mean, is it him? Clearly he wants to win the offensive player of the year. He's got – he's motivated. And that's phenomenal. But there are coaches on the team that that, that make these decisions, and it seems like they're going to make another bad decision this week. Come on. I mean, I hope it all works out, man.
1: Hopefully CMC plays through the whole game, and you know maybe they limit his touches tonight. Maybe he's only getting 10 to 15 touches. Uh, maybe he's more of a decoy. Maybe he plays the decoy role tonight because he does draw a lot of attention. So maybe just having him out there on the field – is kind of the plan, and they'll you know utilize the other players on the team, and CMC will be more of a distraction, a decoy. We'll see how it plays out, but it, I would be surprised if they go out there and give them twenty five touches like they've been doing. I hope they don't. That seems like a huge mistake
0: to me. They're going to, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> they probably aren't. Yeah, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Feels like okay. It. Dazza says, if we can't beat the Vikings without CMC, we shouldn't be a Super Bowl favorite. They don't even have Justin Jefferson. Moonman says, what's the chances we go after Devontae Adams, Nineteen. I mean, I'm sure Devontae Adams would like to come to the team. He's expensive.
1: Doesn't seem like a good match with the personalities. Devontae Adams and Kyle Shanahan and this team just doesn't seem like a good fit to me.
0: Probably wouldn't happen. Dazza yeah. says, also, if Brock Purdy is the elite quarterback that people say he is, how is it Lamar, Mahomes, and Allen can win with limited weapons? Are we just now figuring out that Brock Purdy isn't quite on that level? He's
1: not. He's, he's not. not. He, he, he's playing good, man. Brock Purdy's good. I expect a full bounce back after last game. I don't expect to see anything like that today. But he's just not on their level. Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. Those guys you brought mentioned are phenomenal. They're elite. Rock not there yet. It doesn't mean he can't be, but he's not there yet.
0: Mm-mm. Joe Crowell or Crowell says the Niners medical staff has a long history of declaring injuries. No big deal. Only to find out later the player needed surgery. Anyway, good luck, CMC. Oh, damn. Oh,
1: I hope that's not the case.
0: Rub some dirt on it, dog. It'll be good.
1: I watched uh, Old Dads last night. Did you, have you ever oh, yeah. watch Old Dads? It's a new movie uh-huh. on Netflix. Is it good? It's hilarious. Yeah, and that's yeah. what he told his kid. Rub some dirt on it.
0: That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. Drink some tussing. It'll be fine. Yeah. Legendary Answer says, we won't be winning a Super Bowl this season if we keep relying on CMC like he's the only weapon on the team. For show, Real talk. I was talking about this with the coach on my channel the other day. He was talking about it. It's like, the whole idea was you're adding him to, a, to a, uh, an already impressive collection, assortment of talent. When did this become the, the CMC show? You don't use... You don't use Debo Samuel hardly any, hardly at all anymore. You give him like yeah. a couple jet sweeps to start the game, and it's like, okay, that's enough. Back to I Christian.
1: Th- I think it's just so easy for Kyle and he's like, w- w- to use CMC because you can use him in so many ways that he's just like, I like this. This is easy. Let's keep doing this. But it's very uh, uncreative for a guy who's known for his creativity.
0: I like that. Well put. Hypnotic. As a Niners fan living in MPLS, what is that? That's uh, Minneapolis.
1: Ah,
0: okay. Me. I can tell you this is the game that officially puts the Vikes in blow-it-up mode and seals Kirk to SF next year. Oh, no one wants that. <laughs> Jonathan Sanders says, has Grant Cohn ever been a fan of a team? Yes, I was a big I fan don't. of the Niners in the Steve Young era. I was a fan of the, the Giants back in the uh, Barry Ponds era. Fan of the Warriors in the um, Larry Hughes era, the Jason Richardson era. The Bruins. The Bruins. Always a big Bruin fan. We beat you. We beat you. uh, Stanford. Go to Kelly. There you go. I got another question for you. If the Niners lose to the Vikings, it will be because of what?
1: Well, there's a few reasons. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. First of all, I mean, be clear. I don't think the 49ers lose to the Vikings. But if they do, it's because they allow Kirk. So the 49ers defense. Is going to be tested in a passing game more than they ever have. Kirk Cousins is going to pass the ball 50 times. Now, they don't have Justin Jefferson, so I'm sure they're going to be fine, but they are going to be tested. They don't run the ball. The Vikings are 30th in running. They're not going to run the ball. They pass the ball 95% of the time. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a strict, straight passing defense of night for the 49ers. And they're doing well. They're actually, I, I checked the numbers. Last year, the 49ers had 20 interceptions. They're trending right now to have 20. interceptions. 49ers defense has done well against the pass, and I expect Nick Bosa to have a big night. It's his birthday. Uh, I expect him to get two sacks because Kirk Cousins is immobile in the pocket. But if they lose, it's because Kirk Cousins has a good night, and also on the other side of the ball because the absence of Trent Williams and the 49ers O-line fails to hold up in protection for Brock Purdy. Those are the two reasons I can see if it happens at all. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, that's why.
0: I'm, I'm looking at it at the offense here. To me, I feel like the defense is going to do a good job. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about the run game, which is what beat them last week. Vikings don't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to throw a lot. He's got some good offensive tackles, but he doesn't have Justin Jefferson. So if you can like handle TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison, should be all right. I feel like the defense is going to show up. I'd be very surprised if the defense gave up more than gave up 20. I'd be surprised to give up 17. Like This is going to be a big test for the offense. No Debo, no Trent Williams, no Trent. What's that That's gonna Trent. be like against yeah. a team that blitzes this much? Against Deniel Hunter, you got Jalen Moore and Colton Kivitz, You know, I mean, do you have to keep George Kittle in the block the whole game? I go, how, how is this gonna shape up? Um, I I should be able to dominate, but if he doesn't, oh, I I want to know I want to know what what a, what a shorthanded offense can do, and I think this is gonna show a lot about Brock Purdy. You've yeah. had you know the best hand at the poker table for like 15 hands in a row. Now you don't, although you're still better than the team you're playing. What can you do without Trent? I think he should be able to do, do pretty well, get the ball out of his hands quickly. But if Christian McCaffrey goes down again, where's the screen game? Are they throwing to Mason Mitchell? Like, ch- yeah, and I- let's talk about that. <laughs> Ray Ray should be in the backfield in this game. They should be, they need to involve – like, Ray-Ray should be heavily involved in this game plan because you got to get the ball to your hands quick and get a guy who can get yards after the catch. Bingo, Ray-Ray, Ray-Ray.
1: I think they are. I mean, the 49ers, what the, honestly, what it seems like, they're what they're going to have to do without Jalen Moore, with the Colton McKivitts on the right side, with the Daniel Hunter on the other side of the line. They're going to have to get the ball out quickly. They're going to have to run bootleg. They're going to have to run screen games. They're going to have to dink and dunk and depend on yak yards. I feel like that's going to be the game plan from the 49ers, and they should be able to execute. The, the Minnesota blitzes a lot. Brock, Brock Purdy was really good against the blitz. Having CMC there is huge because if you took away CMC against this blitzing defense with no Trent Williams, I think Brock Purdy would struggle. Now, the fact that he has CMC there for the dump-off, the quick dump-offs, so I think that's going to help him a lot. Uh, so I think the 49ers are going to be fine. I'll tell you my prediction at the end of the game. But if they lose, it's because of that. It's because of the protection. And, you know, hopefully CMC stays healthy and is able to play. But if he goes out, that would be why they lose. The, the protection in CMC not being able to be there for Brock Purdy.
0: Agree. Let's make some prize picks let's predictions, shall we? Let's, uh, let's get the 49ers up. There we go. Okay. Let's play the more than or less than game. If you want to play along with us, which I highly recommend, hmm. uh, use the link in the description. Use promo code CONECOHN and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's a great deal. It's a great deal. We have 49ers? All right, let's go. Here we go. Let's start with uh, Brock Purdy. 239.5 passing yards, more than or less than.
1: I'm going to say less than because I feel like they're going to be – very methodical in time of possession, run game, dink and dunk tonight. Um, so I'm gonna yeah. say less than for Brock.
0: I'm gonna say less than two. Um, no Debo. It's gonna be hard for I mean I can't get the last game out of my head. He had 73 yards for like three quarters. I think it's gonna be tough. I think that this offense is gonna have a tough time tonight in this game. Let's see. Christian McCaffrey. 65 and a half r- rushing yards, more than or less than.
1: I'm gonna say less than. I think he's is... I hope Kyle's going to reduce his touches tonight. So I'm going to say less than I don't think they're going to use him like they normally do. I really hope they don't.
0: Agree. Okay. Um, George Kittle, mm. 48.5 receiving yards, more than or less than.
1: I'm going to say more than. I think George Kittle loves to show up in prime time, and I think they've all heard about it, and I think with, with CMC on a pitch count and with Debo out of the game, they're going to rely on George Kittle. I think it's going to be a big George Kittle night.
0: I agree. See if he uh, they can get him out of the backfield. Yeah, um, It'd be fun if there was a Jake Moody, like, field goals missed. <laughs> prop <head>. Yeah, <laughs> But they don't have that one. Okay, how about Javon Hargrave? More than or less than quarter sack. <clears throat> I'm
1: going to say more than. I think Kirk Cousins is a statue in a pocket. I think it's going to be a big Bosa on his birthday night. And I think Javon Hargrave will get involved as well.
0: All right, let's do um, a Vikings one, and then will call it a day. Hold on. Vikings. Okay. You at Kirk. Where you at, Kirk? Where you at, Kirk? Where you at, Kirk? Bert, <laughs> sure, there you are. Two forty point five passing yards for Kirk, more or less.
1: More. I'm going to say more. Kirk Cousins is going to pass a lot. The 49ers actually give up quite a few passing yards. They're they they do not let people score, right? They're very good in the red zone. They bend, don't break when it comes to the passing game. Kirk Cousins is going to pass probably 50 times tonight. So I'm going to say more.
0: Yep. All right, so Brock Purdy less than two thirty-nine point five passing yards. Christian McCaffrey less than sixty-five point five rushing yards. George Kittle more than forty-eight and a half receiving yards. Javon Hargrave more than a quarter of a sack, and Kirk Cousins more than two hundred and forty and a half passing yards. Those are our prize picks. Let's place the entry.
1: How much we win if we Make get this official?
0: Right? Oh, like so much, man. And when I say we. 20- re-
1: when I say we, so far I, mean I made
0: thirty-six dollars. Me, thirty-six. <laughs> nice, That's how good I am at this game. Anyway, <laughs> nice. click the link in the description. Use promo code C O H N. Jonathan Sanders, where's Danny Gray? I R.
1: When, when is he coming back? Have you heard anything on that?
0: Never. I have got They've another question
1: done. for you too. Where's Drake? Is Drake Greenlaw playing tonight? I've heard that's questionable. Unme- questionable, questionable still.
0: Okay. We'll see about that. Okay. That's gonna David be huge. Says, it's gonna be huge because they yeah. don't have as I'll show you. I mean, the, the, the drop off from. Greenlaw to Burks is incredible. Dave Barclay says we don't need Debo. If we can decoy CMC and sport light Kittle and Ayuk and Ray Ray and Bell, even JJ, we can dice them up if we can ball out. Trent is huge, but uh, fast passes help that. Let's go. That's true. Niners should be able to win this game. Kyle is uh, smart enough for sure. Mm -hmm. Spotlight Kittle. Spotlight Kittle. Got it, got it, got it. All right, moving on. Before we get to the prediction, we use the word elite. A lot. So and so's elite. The team is elite. How many players on the Niners truly are elite with a capital E?
1: I think four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, right. there's there's two on the border. You know, not, I, so the, the the players that I consider are elite. Elite is used a lot, right? People mm-hmm. are either we talked about a little bit this morning on my show. They're either elite or they're trash. It seems like that's so those are those are the two things. You're either an elite player, or you're a trash. Uh nothing in the middle, but I feel like the only real elite players on the 49ers are Fred Warner, CMC, mm-hmm. Trent mm-hmm. Williams, and mm-hmm. Nick Bosa. Yeah. No, those four. But I have Kittle is my half. The reason why is I think Kittle it should be elite. I just don't think he's utilized in a way that he plays that, right? Like yeah. I, I still think he could be if the 49ers like like focused on him a little bit more and Uh, spotlighted him, to use Barclays' comment. Uh, So I think Kittle could be. And then I got Hargrave and Hufanga. I was going to say Hargrave. Yeah, Yeah. they're right there. They're right there. I'm not sure if I would label them elite yet, but Hargrave and and Hufanga, honestly, I think, is right there as well. And maybe maybe Gibson, maybe Greenlaw, but no, I think there's too many elites. can't have that many elite players.
0: Greenlaw commits too many 15-yard penalties. Sorry, Dre. Brandon Ayuk.
1: No, not yet. Close,
0: but he's not there. He doesn't make enough... Contested catches. He drops passes he should catch. He doesn't take over games he should. But he's very close. Good. Very, very good. Very, very good. And I feel like a lot of people want him to be elite. And he probably could be elite, but he's not. Yeah. Yet. Debo was elite at one point and he's not anymore. And I don't know that he'll ever be elite again. Yeah, Same elite with year. Elite year. An elite year. Kittle had two elite years, maybe more.
1: Mm. What about Gibson? He's close.
0: Nah, he's very good. He's very, he's very safe. Deep. He seems like he's, he's safe. safe.
1: He's like, yeah, not going to make a ton of mistake, even though they got one last year I don't or last game. I don't think that was a penalty. It shouldn't have been a penalty. But Gibson no, is very – you call. can trust him. He's very safe. But not quite elite, man. I think they no. got four. Mitch Wyschnowski. Elite. Tabor, oh. Tabor Pepper. Tabor Pepper. Elite.
0: The best long snapper in the world. Not My, just one of the best long snappers. The best. In the world. In the world. Yeah. Not just the country. The world. Alright, let's make our prediction: Niners, Niners, Vikings, Monday Night Football. How do you see this game shaking out?
1: The Vikings give up 22 points a game. <clears throat> I got the 49ers getting 27, and 27-17 is my prediction. The mm. Niners going to win the game. I don't think they get, I don't think they can get more than 17. I do think they get 17. They're going to be passing a lot, and they're going to get a couple plays, a couple explosives, and they'll put up a couple touchdowns and a field goal. So I got the 49ers. That's my prediction.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. My gut and my gut doesn't know what it's talking about most of the time. But my gut says it's going to be a lower scoring game. Like Hmm. last week was 19-17. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something along those lines. Um, I'm so interested to see what the Niners offense looks like without Trent Williams and Debo. It seems to me that Christian McCaffrey – is probably it's going he's going to have to do a lot. If they're going to screen their way past this blitzing team and sort of try to work around Jalen Moore and Colton Kivics, they're going to have to throw a ton of screens. So, Christian McCaffrey's going to have to have a big game. Ray Ray McCloud's going to have to have a big game. Ayuk's going to have to do some of that stuff, Kittle. Really curious to see what Kyle, like Kyle's going to have to be at his best. He hasn't been that creative this year. His creative his his best idea has been give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. which is working, you know, give him credit for finding something that's working. But I don't think he can do that today. I think he needs to be actually creative. And on Monday Night Football, like everyone watching, you know Kyle's going to Kyle's like Kittle. He knows everyone's watching him to see what he's got. I'm curious to see last time he was on national television and went against a team that blitzed a lot was the Giants. Kyle had like a million different ways to beat that. So I'm curious to see what Kyle's got. He's he's pretty good at his job.
1: I believe the Minnesota Vikings have either won or lost every game by one score. I think the biggest spread was eight points. So they've either, they won or lost every game by one score. I think the Niners break that trend tonight. Now I I say 27, 17, but 24, 17 sounds realistic as well. I think it's going to be something like that. Now now there is one thing we haven't talked about in this game, which is Brian Flores, who is the Mm. defensive coordinator for the Vikings. He was their line, the linebacker coach for the Steelers for, for a while he's very good at dialing up defensive schemes based on his opponent and i think he is outperforming his talent he's done a great job of scheming against the teams he's facing with the talent that he has and so brian flores could be the wild card in this game
0: yeah and also daniel hunter he's got eight sacks
1: he's the nfl the only
0: the only guy who has only other person who has eight sacks is tj watt who had three yeah. against the niners so the Niners can have whatever game plan they want, get the ball out quick, get the ball to George Kittle. Man, if they fall behind the, the sticks like they did in the last game because of penalties and they have their offensive tackles, Jalen Moore and Colton McKivis get worked left and right by Daniil Hunter, then Kittle's going to have to stay in and block, and that's going to really change what the Niners can do in the offense. I'm really interested to see what Kyle does here, man, because it's he, he's so short-handed, but at the same time, he should have enough to beat the Vikings. He should. He's I'm short-handed. Twenty-three, 23-13, 23-13. thirteen,
1: right. He's yeah. short-handed, but he's not as short-handed as the Vikings. So there's really no excuses. But it does sound crazy to say his tackles are Jalen Moore and Colton McKivitz <laughs> at going against Daniel Hunter. I mean, one of those guys. They can't ha- let Brock sit there in the pocket for too long because if he does. It could be trouble for Brock, and I hope they're smart enough to get the ball out quick, run the ball. I think that's what they're going to have to do. There's there's no way they like take these 5 steps or seven-step drop-back passes with Brock Purdy, or a, even worse, a play-action seven-step drop-back like they did against the Eagles last year in the postseason. That's a formula for disaster. Don't do it, Kyle. Like, Do not do it. Dink and dunk the crap out of the ball. Run the ball up the middle. That's your formula for success.
0: Is this going to be a dink and dunk fest from both sides? I mean, no Justin Jefferson, no Debo. I believe it might be, be this which team dinks and dunks the best. It's a dink and dunk. And test. I expect Brock Purdy to outdink and out dunk Kirk Cousins. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Kirk's pretty good damn dink and dunker, man. I don't know. I don't know. They, he, Brock has better weapons, but Kirk's game. And and you know, to be fair, Kirk can make every pass on the field. I just don't know Who if he's do gonna you have think time.
0: Kyle thinks is a better quarterback. Brock or Kirk? brock or
1: kirk? i think everything outside of mobility i would say he thinks kirk i think but brock has the mobility that's the big difference but kirk is better at pretty much he likes kirk. yeah he likes yeah,
0: kirk. i think in his mind kirk cousins is like tom brady without the credit
1: <laughs> yeah possibly yeah what are you saying I mean, he does
0: everything right like nah man no he doesn't no right. he doesn't he's not tom brady sorry
1: but Brock's got that mobility, which is key. Like Kirk Cousin is an absolute statue. He's a tough dude. He can make every throw in the field. He really can. He's got a cannon. He can make every throw. Uh, he's very good. But Brock's got that mobility, which is huge in today's NFL with these elite pass rushers. Uh, so I don't know how he how he ranks. What I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it. Let me ask you this. If Brock struggles like he did last week or if Brock plays like he did last week a few times this this season, which I don't think he will, but if he does, is Kirk Cousins on the table? (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, man. I I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No, I don't think it's going to happen either, but that's on Brock. That's on Brock. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um. (laughs) Dazza says, if we don't use Kittle slash Debo, why are we playing them like elite, paying them like elite players? Debo's fifty fourth in receptions, one TD, and Kittle seventy third, three TDs. Can we just mention real quick that the Niners are paying Debo Samuel an average of twenty four million dollars per season, and George Kittle fifteen million dollars per season, and Christian McCaffrey sixteen million. Like, that's
1: crazy. Crazy. That's, it's a lot it really is and unfortunately for Kittle he has to help in protection a lot can you t- clarify what did Kittle tell you last week i w- i watched or i read your he called article called himself
0: left tackle b or right tackle b that's what he called but, himself yeah like sometimes i got to play like left tackle b you know what i mean because it's like we don't he's like you know you remember week 1 when tj watt yeah. had three sacks like we we don't want that to happen so sometimes i got to it's like okay damn all right bud yeah that's well, tough you better play tight end tonight <laughs> National yeah. television. Kenny Kenny 757 says, it's my seven-year anniversary, and I hope they don't lose like last year versus Atlanta. Play smart and effectively next man up except for Sam respectfully. Congratulations, Kenny Kenny. Yeah, congrats. Madison over 18 and a half receiving yards is Fiend? Madison? No. Who? I don't know. <laughs> the, the backup running back for the – Dave Barkley, This is 34-13. If they score 34 points, that'll be very impressive without Trent Williams and Debo. Who was in for Debo at practice this week? His backup is Ray Ray. Ayuk's backup is Ronnie Bell.
1: Yeah. People want a lot of Ronnie Bell, but it's that's
0: not how Kyle sees him. I don't think so. I think Ronnie Bell's the X, like Ayuk, and Ray Ray is a Z, like more of a gadget guy like Debo. I mean, when when Debo Debo went down last week, Ray Ray took his spot, and they were saying he didn't quite know the plays or his assignments, right? Yeah. And when Ayuk went down for that one week, Ronnie Bell played. I'm just saying,
1: it'll be more uh, Jawan and Ray Ray than we've seen when, when Debo's out. That's what you'll see. Ray yeah. Ray and Jawan,
0: they uh, I be, yeah, they have a bad nickel, in Minnesota. So, Jawan should have a, a big game, although mm. it kind of feels like they're um, freezing him out because he's going to be a free agent next year, and mm. I don't think they want to raise his price tag before who, who, he leaves. So, who plays,
1: if they have Jawan filling in for Debo, who plays nickel? christian McCaffrey. Pardon? Who play? I mean, excuse me. Who plays your uh your receiver? Your uh, slot receiver.
0: The slot the receiver guy. Side. Yeah. Nah, it'll still be Jawan. It'll be it'll be Ray Ray replacing we'll put Ray Ray out there. Yeah. Or they could they could put Ju, they could put Jawan at, at at Z, and then when it's three receivers, you could put Jawan in the slot. And put Ray Ray out there. Hmm. They don't really use Ray Ray as a receiver, to be honest, right? Like. I'm curious to see how they use Ray Ray in this game because they, whenever they give him the ball on offense, it seems like he makes things happen, but they just don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Kyle said that he uses Ray Ray for the running downs and Jawan for the passing downs as a replacement from Debo. Yeah.
0: I feel that. Mike Baker says, Hey, Kittle is the team mascot and entertainment.
1: Damn. They Not need the a tight mascot. end though
0: because they don't have any other tight ends except for Ross Dwelley. Great. Player.
1: Yeah. I would love to see Braden Willis show up this season.
0: He's on the team. Guys who are on the team that don't do anything. Or aren't given an opportunity to do anything. Right. Braden Willis. TDP. Ross Dwelly. TDP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do, you, what do you do here? It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your but fault. Why did it, yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. One more. I'm going to wrap this show up a little early today. Dazza says, AJ Brown's AAV is 1.15 more than Debo. I'll take AJ Brown. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Easy.
0: I'll take AJ Brown.
1: As a receiver? No question.
0: Niners really should have traded Debo Samuel when they had the chance. He wanted the trade. He asked for the trade. Give him the trade. They could have had Garrett Wilson. or,
1: I think they got one more year. They'll be able to sign Brandon Ayuk. That's what I'm hoping happens. They signed Brandon Ayuk. He's going to be cheap next year, so they can afford Debo and Brandon Do you want to sign Brandon
0: Ayuk, though? Let's talk about that.
1: I Let's do. talk about that.
0: Bonus topic. Okay. Brandon Ayuk. Re-signing Brandon Ayuk. All right. Here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's start with the pros. What are the reasons the Niners should sign Brandon Ayuk, re-sign him? And then we'll go to the reasons they shouldn't. Start with the reasons they should.
1: He's the best wide receiver on the 49ers. Correct. They're going, they're going to lose Jawan Jennings next year. And we know what we get from Debo. If you take Brandon Ayuk out of the equation, what do you have? I mean, I guess they could rely on Ronnie Bell in his second year next year. I guess that could be the plan. And he is Ayuk's backup. But Brandon Ayuk is a phenomenal route runner. He's mm-hmm. the best best pure wide receiver that this team has he's super tough great blocker i i feel like it's really risky to move on from brandon Ayuk without a sure plan behind him because if if you have debo and a question mark replacing brandon
0: Ayuk, your receivers are pretty bad honestly no doubt um but still those are that's a good list of pros it just feels like the same list that you would use two years ago to talk yourself into signing debo here's the cons Brandon Iuke is not an elite wide receiver. He's merely very good. And a very good wide receiver at 25, 26 is going to make about $24 million a year. You're going to be paid a lot, a lot, a lot of cash, uh, like Debo. And do you really want to spend another $24, $25 million on a wide receiver who's not upper echelon? He's one tier below. It's an expensive decision to make, you know what I mean? And, like, you're already overspending one uh, one wide receiver on your team. Can you really afford to spend $50 million a year uh, on Ayuk and Debo, who, frankly, are two complementary players? The whole thing goes through Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. I don't know. Um, Like, in retrospect, Debo is coming off an all-pro year, but the smart move would have been to trade him right then for a draft pick and say, there's a lot of good wide receivers that come out every year. We'll get one. We won't miss. We'll trade him for a guy in his rookie deal and start over. That's essentially what the Niners did when they had Emmanuel Sanders. They're like, you're done. We can find someone in the draft. And they did.
1: Maybe they do. Might want to do it. Maybe they do. I guess it depends on how much they believe in Ronnie Bell and Tate Martin and Danny Gray and those young guys. If they believe in him because they're going to lose Jawan Jennings pretty much no matter what. There's, I don't see how they re-sign Juwan Jennings. If they move on from Brandon Ayuk and all you got is Debo. You got to believe in Tate Martin, Ronnie Bell, and uh, freaking Danny Gray. Or what do you have? I, it just seems like if they move on from B.A., I don't really see
0: you. You'd have out. to replace him with a first-round pick. You yeah. have to trade him for a first-round pick and then use that first-round pick on a wide receiver and get it right. And and, 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 and that's if you don't, possible. you're screwed. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, there, yeah.
1: there are a lot of good receivers coming out of college every year. Right,
0: like, like the Vikings did that. Instead of paying Stephon Diggs or whatever, they traded him and drafted Justin Jefferson. It worked out for them. I'm sure there's a lot of examples of teams trying to do that and failing. So I'm just saying he's not elite, and he's going to be expensive. Maybe he'll be elite by the end of the season. But he had an opportunity to take over that game against the Browns last week, and he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it.
1: Yes and no. Like that last drive, I give Brandon uh, Ayuk the credit for that. He's the one that put him in field field. goal position. That's true. He took a four-yard pass, made it 30 yards, put him in field goal position, put him in a chance to win. It wasn't Brock that did that. It was Brandon Ayuk. So I, you're right. He, I'm sorry, Brandon. You did that, and he could bounce back and have a phenomenal season. If you're going to play one wide receiver on the 49ers, twenty four million dollars a year, I'm paying Brandon Ayuk over Debo. That's
0: a that's another point. Of Instead of trading Brandon Ayuk for a pick, you could trade Debo. Keep that's Brandon. What that's what I do. That's what I do. That's fair. I think that's fair. All right, Brandon, you're still on the team. We almost traded you. This close, <laughs> but we're keeping you. Yeah. Ryan, what you got going on the rest of the day? You watching this game? It's a good game. I think I'm thinking I, to watch it. I might check
1: it out. Yeah, I might check it out and see how it goes. And then uh, cool. me and uh, Jesse recap tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. So subscribe to the channel. Yeah,
0: subscribe to Ryan's channel. Subscribe to my channel. Like the stream. Short one today, but we got a game to watch tonight. So I'll be back post game.
1: Yeah. See you. Quality, then. quality over quantity.
0: Today, big time. Yeah. big time. Got to leave them wanting more. Hold yes. on, Mike Baker. Problem is, we had to sign Debo right after best year. Yeah, well that could be the same thing with Brandon I. You keep that in mind. See you guys later. Enjoy the game.